Thanks, everybody, for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Today, we have special guest DJ AD901. How are Hello. you doing, AD? I'm great. Thank you. Um, and unless I don't believe anybody has any other questions, but can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, things like that, and then we'll get into some more DJ-specific questions. Okay. Uh, Monday through Friday, group fitness instructor, personal trainer, yell at people. Uh, tell, I teach a spin class um, that I have been teaching now. God, I don't even want to tell you how long. Let's just say a very long time. And <laughs> I have always, like music is like, it's always been my thing, okay? So let's just leave that there. And my spin classes is how I used to get my musical whatever out because I would make these mixes and I would spend like nine hours a day on my one spin class mix, nine hours a day. And I would use a, a, a software that kind of helps blend things and then I'd put it in audacity and I'd make it sound like a freaking concert during class. And I really want to believe that that's why my spin class is so popular. It has nothing to do with me or the workout because it is hell on wheels. And I don't know why people show up to that thing the way they do, but it's packed and it's full and it's, they're fighting each other to get in. It's crazy. And it's all about the music. So um, that kind of gives you a background into how I got into like, not just music, but how I got into mixing it all together, seeing how much people enjoy it. And then we can go into how uh, DJing began if you want to. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> but, I, I, de I definitely wanted to hear that. Okay, so through this, um, the spin class, and this is years later, uh, this another music head girl comes to class and she's like, I need to talk to you about something very serious. Who makes your music? And I was appalled. I clutched my pearls and I said, what do you mean? Who makes my mixes? And she's like, who, who does this? It's like flawless. It's like you go from the Pixies to Rihanna to Metallica to Aretha Franklin. And I was like, uh-huh, I do. I do. Yeah. And she was like, you make these? You should be a DJ. And I was like, hell no, I ain't doing DJing. I just want to make my spin classes. Just want to come in here and jam, and that is all I need in my life. And that was probably eight years ago, <laughs> eight, nine years ago. So fast forward, um, she's like set on me being a DJ. She's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. What you can do is not normal. Like most people don't have that much musical sense or like mm -hmm. that many genres in their head. I said, well, I was an overweight kid that sat in front of the TV watching VH1, BET, and MTV for at least eight to nine hours a day. Shouts out to good parents. I appreciate y'all. And um, <laughs> that is why I have so much. Now, granted, I'm 80s, 90s, 2000s hard, real 80s, okay? There's my age. And so um, she bought a little mini, like, dj controller for me and she was like you're gonna learn to use this thing and i said you're gonna take that back where you got it <laughs> i don't know what any of this is what is this these circles what do they do it doesn't matter what they do i don't care what they do i don't want any parts of this so she was like i tell you what here's what we'll do i'll come over every now and then because she's very techy she, actually she that she's like the other side of my brain that i don't have technologically can do anything can watch one youtube video 
that we'll get into that later. So <laughs> we figure out, um, I started learning how to do it. And so what she'd do is she'd come over and we'd hang out and we'd have a few drinks. She's like, let's try that button. Let's try that button. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Ooh. And um, we did like one birthday party for like a 50-year-old lady I trained. And it was an 80s thing party. Oh, my gosh. It was on. It went down. <laughs> Pyrotechnics were coming out of the floor. Everybody it was a mosh pit. I said, Woo, all right, well, maybe I do know what I'm doing. And so I made like 50 bucks off that party. I was like, I don't pay me. I don't know what I'm doing. Don't pay me for this. Please don't. <laughs> so from that party, like other people were like, do mine, do mine, do mine, do this, do that, do this. And I was like, all right, here I come with this little thing. I don't know what I'm doing on. And so after about a year of not knowing what I was doing, I learned a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I acquired a lot of music. That's the other thing. That's the hard part. People don't realize as a DJ, you have to own that music. You can't borrow it from, it, from anywhere. So um, I started finding older DJs that, don't, that weren't working anymore. And I'm like, hey, you got some music? I was like a crackhead. I was like, hey, <laughs> I know you DJ. You got any, you got any music? <laughs> and I lucky a couple times and this guy's like yeah that's this thing it's, it's a jump drive and once we went to jump drives man i was lost i didn't know what to do you can just have that that man gave me like ten thousand songs 60 wow. 70s and 80s and i was like <laughs> this is nice so i got lucky there i spent a lot of money buying my own and then i got lucky one other time so he was kind of like a rock head and then this other guy was like a, a, a R and B head. So between the two of them, I acquired about thirty thousand songs, mm -hmm. and I paid that guy. He wasn't just handing it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got a price for you, <laughs> but at the time, I'm like, I'm desperate. I need this stuff because each song is like a dollar twenty-five, a dollar fifty each, and yeah. you're playing like at least one hundred and fifty songs a gig. So I was dying. So um, fast forward, we, we started doing weddings. Yeah, apparently people are enjoying it. Then I got a gig at some places here in Memphis, like uh, Molly Fontaine Lounge, which is a very cool speakeasy, like haunted mansion. It sounds weird, but it was <laughs> a jam. Okay, so that was my house music, weird people night, which I needed because that was another genre I love. And then there's a place in Carryville called Skybox where I can get my classic rock and that kind of stuff out because i'm telling y'all don't ask me to remember like names but i can tell you what video what song from what year that's where my head is workouts and music that's all i know hmm. nothing else is going in it is full have you ever had a computer where it was full and start acting up yeah that is my brain if nothing else can go in I mean, what i have in here is what sticks <laughs> so but yeah so that's kind of how it just i mean it was like a bomb went off um, I've played music fests now. I've done cool. 400 weddings. I've done a funeral. <laughs> I've done it all at this point. Divorce party. I'm telling y'all, I don't know what happened, but I, it has been fun. It has been very fun. I love it. And I guess I'm all right at it. <laughs> I mean, cool. I thought you were great. Thanks. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, I mean, it was like, it sounds like from what you had happened, your first gig, 
was the same thing that happened at our wedding of like who is she where is she located like can she come we're gonna get married in the next two years can she come up here and do our wedding i'm serious that wedding was off the chain so um I guess on the like trail of you were learning how to DJ and other stuff like that. And you talked about you had one controller to start. What other stuff did you kind of collect to be able to do what you wanted to? Um, So, yeah, you start off with that little controller. That little controller is super basic. It's super, super basic. But it's great to learn on. Honestly, you don't need, granted, I've upgraded four times since that basic controller, but that's because I am a big wedding DJ. These other people who don't DJ weddings, they could literally stay right there if they wanted to. But I have to have all these different inputs for like the microphone to make up the efficient, the microphone for this. And not all controllers come with all those inputs on it. So I had to figure out what was going to work for me and what I did, which is a lot of weddings. Um, but like I have friends who are just, they just play different events and, you know, they don't need to talk on the mic that much or they don't need to do all the other stuff I do. Cause I am a little extra. I mean, I want it to sound <laughs> perfect in there. So let's not talk about how much money, like my shoes are $25. My equipment. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm like I'm not spending more than fifty dollars on these shoes, but this microphone is seven hundred dollars, and let me tell you what, <laughs> it's already in my cart. It's bought. So, but yeah, I just I'm really big on things sounding perfectly. So, in my collection, I would say you got to have the best, if not the best, the very good sounding speakers. And then I like to look at the size of a room and I like to put other speakers out and around so that the people up front aren't being like hit with music so hard and so loud. And the people in the back are like, what song is that? So I have bought probably four extra speakers to put around a room to just make it everything sound normal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm anal like that, y'all. And um, like I said, I've upgraded my controller four times. And I've just bought a new laptop and I'm so scared to transfer my, <laughs> I'm so scared to transfer this stuff. <laughs> it's sitting over here in the box with the old computer next to it. Cause I can't get the nerve to do it. I can't. I'm like, what if I lose, what if I lose a song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if I lose yeah. a song and I don't know I've lost it till I get ready to play it. And I'm like, ah, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, so I, personally have probably invested about 10 grand into my equipment. Hmm. Meanwhile, I got a guy who doesn't care about weddings and all that. He's probably spent a thousand dollars and he's just as happy. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, you know, your level of analness and stuff like that and how you want things to sound. And some DJs don't even want to do weddings. I have a lot of people. I'm like, I got this wedding. I can't do he's like, yeah, I don't do DJs. Do I mean, I don't do weddings. You got to get on the microphone. You got to talk. You got to play their songs. <laughs> like, did, did you talk a lot at the wedding? You have to make announcements. You have to be willing to like. You have to, yeah. It, yeah. You don't realize it. You don't realize it. But <laughs> they give me a script. <laughs> I gotta follow the that script. And okay. Other you know I mean? other than the first like three songs, uh-huh. which just 
to so that everybody knows AD's commitment to quality. She did stop the first dance because there was some little like something somewhere it wasn't plugged in all the way. So we re- we redid it so that it could be right. <laughs> Talk about it. I said, oh, no. It was the best song for a first dance. And it sounded like Daft Punk and some mice had gotten together and yep. remixed it. And I was like, why does it sound this way? It's staticky, it's scratchy. And I said, no, 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 no. This is not how this first dance is about to happen. No, don't act like you don't hear it, people. I know you hear it. It sounds terrible. Everybody hears it. This is not how we do things. <laughs> so I had to just unplug something and plug it back in. Now, don't get me wrong. My assistant had left three seconds ago. And I was probably, you know, drenched in sweat at this point. But you know what? We got it right. And from the rest of the night, it was no problem. No. Nope. But that's the kind of stuff that happens. That's why people don't want to DJ weddings. It's, it's pressure. It's more pressure at <laughs> a wedding than anything. But I like it. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Like, I can screw this whole thing up in one <laughs> I can say the wrong name. Oh man! Not to me, not to me, not to me, not to me. But there are DJs who've been like, "I want to thank Chris and Ashley," and they're like, "That's David and Anna." Oh, oh, oh yeah, it it happens. Oh, I mean, I can imagine. You know, if you were doing like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of a thing, like, (laughs) yes, you don't know who anybody is. You've only read emails (laughs) between these people. (laughs) That's so true. It happens. And when I hear those stories, or they push the wrong first song for that dance, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, at least I got the right song. Yeah. Even though it was, you know, it was messed up. I, I, I pushed the right song. Yeah, it can go, it can go south fast. So back to, um, like, the first controller, because you were talking about inputs, and so there is yeah. some on that. You can control volumes on speakers, microphones, other things like that. But you were talking about buttons. Did that let you fade or something else? Like what What do buttons on a DJ controller okay. let you do? Um, yeah, you got a left side, you got a right side. On my computer screen, I have a left side and a right side. So there's a load button. So I pick the song I want. And give me a song, Libby. I suddenly <laughs> forgot every song I ever know. And, and um, I, see how that works? See why yeah, this okay. is so hard? <laughs> no, you know kidding. what came to mind that was El- Elton John, so I'm going to go with Tiny Dancer. <laughs> okay, all right. So, Libby wants Tiny Dancer. I'm going to mm-hmm. load that on the left side. Adam, give me another one. Beat it. Ooh, well, they will not mix together, but oh. I can make it where you never hear the silence. Uh-huh. So... We got Tiny Dancer on the left. I've loaded it up. Now, can um, I interrupt you? Can I ask there's why volumes, those songs wouldn't okay. uh, Yeah, you can. It's all about BPMs. It's about BPMs. Right. And it, okay, so like Beat It is 112 to 115. Don't ask me And why you just I know, know that off the top of your head. That's sort of what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, all right. Uh, Benny and the Jets is, a, I mean, uh, not Benny and Jets, a Tiny Dancer, because it starts so much differently than it ends with the dum dum. So, it, it's BPM does not match what really is happening. Mm-hmm. And I and there's a few songs like that where you're like, where did they get that BPM from? But I guess they get it more off the beat when it happens. 
But you know, Tiny Dancer does weird things. It goes, it starts off all slow, and then it gives you a hard beat, and then it goes back soft again, and then everybody's like, Tiny Dancer, it just it, it the bpm does not match what is happening mm -hmm. and i believe it's somewhere like, like around 137 and what part of that song is 137. beautiful thing about bpms though is you can always cut it in half in your brain mm -hmm. in your brain you can cut it in half and probably sneak something around 70 uh 68 in because that would be half of about where mm -hmm. it is right i'm telling you all this math happening up there that's, that's pretty crazy yeah, it is. Now, on on your controller, you can slow slow things down and speed them up, right? I can slow things down. I can speed them up. Um, oh, I can get real cute. I can like uh, let's see what some of the other stuff I do sometimes. Like, there's a button called Slicer. Now, this is more for like my EDM, but a lot of the songs you listen to on the radio, like for instance, if it it uh, loops, you know what loops are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's take a part of a song and loop it, and then I could slice it, and it just kind of ting ting. So like, if you said, "Hold me closer, time time dancer," like I could do that, especially if mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it make sense with something else I'm trying to mix it in with. It's called right. slicing. Mm -hmm. um, another button I hit a lot. So nothing. Before wedding. This is a good, good song you picked, Libby, because before wedding, <laughs> say for instance, Tiny Dancer, I want to take all that melodic stuff out of the front and I just want to hit a certain point in the song. It's called Hot Cue. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I just want to start it, hold me closer, I can do that with a mm -hmm. button called Hot Cue. And I do that a lot right. because some part of the songs I don't need, I just want to hit it where it goes, like where everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Another song I do that with is uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody, mm. you know, Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. But right. if I'm mixing it in with something that didn't really make sense with it, I'm like, oh, I want to. And I'll let go. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to. So people hear it coming. I'm like, I hear it. It's coming. It's coming. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, I want to. And then I'll go ahead and make it with somebody. And then it's on. I don't know. Gotcha. It's, interesting. it's very hard to explain. It makes more. It, I even had a guy stand behind the table and try to watch me, and I said, dude, <laughs> I would love to tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> it is so in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I was able to help tell him a couple things that I might do, but then it didn't happen. I was like, well, I changed my mind. It, it, you know. <laughs> uh, but hot cue is a very important button. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, um, especially with first dances, they're like, I just want you to play this, and then I want, I want to make sure that chorus hits where like, especially with a daddy-daughter dance, sometimes with daddy-daughter dances, the man wants to talk in the beginning, like, little girl, you've been here all my life. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> we get to the part <laughs> where the music starts. Right. So hot cue, two minutes, two minutes and 15 seconds, because it gets a little awkward after that. And then I'll fade over to Adam's song, and I'll try to do it in a way and it takes three fingers. I'm pulling down this side, I'm sliding across the fader, and I'm going up here at the same time. You never heard that song end or this song begin. Mm -hmm. oh, I got tired just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to give you a little bit of a break, that that's why I thought um, it was maybe the week after the wedding. I was like, you know, 
AD was doing a lot of stuff that I don't think that I knew went into DJing. It's not just, yeah, I made a playlist on Spotify and I hit play and like, you know, if I didn't like that song, I hit next. And so there, there was a lot of crossover between like improv and jazz where, yeah, your music is already pre-selected and you have to know that, but you're determining what the order is, when and how do I fade to the next thing, like, and, uh, you know, reading situations and like, it's not just performance for you, but it's also engaging with the crowd and like, okay, they didn't like that one. Let me rethink right quick and get something that, you know, will get everybody in the right place again. Right. And that's kind of why I asked you, like I told you guys to make a play, like I, I send all my bride and grooms playlists that are collaborative. And I'm like, put your top 20 to it, like, I don't give them really a number. I'm like, Put what you love on this thing so that way i can see where y'all's heads are and i'll make sure some of that happens throughout the night but it's timing on that as well because um you know you get some bride and grooms and they love the abbott brother mm-hmm. <laughs> well this isn't a jam so <laughs> y'all will hear this during cocktail hour but, you know, if they have a few little jams in there, I make sure it happens. But I got to think about what's going to happen five songs before that and five songs after that. Mm-hmm. And another thing about your wedding, which I'm not saying, you know, this is going to go out. I'm not saying I don't like requests, but people don't get it. Like, especially when it's when the way I do it, I like things to blend and just go right to the next song. So if you request something that is not remotely where I am, if everybody's up like this and you want to hear what is is something that people come up to me with? And I'm like, do you not see this dance floor like getting it? That will completely like there's a word for it. I'm not going to say that word on here. But I'll give you, since you guys can see me, this is what happens. Okay. That's what that song's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'll say I'll do my best. But I'll see what I can do. And at some point it'll happen. But, man, sometimes these young people are like, no, it needs to be next. It needs to be the next one. And I'm like, it won't. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> because, first of all, this is not your wedding. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, this is not a jukebox. And, you know, it's just like they don't understand that there's a method to all that, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. Adam, Livy, did you guys have any questions that you didn't get to ask yet? Um, You've kind of already talked about it uh, just now, but I was just kind of thinking about kind of what the strengths are in a good DJ. So definitely you've mentioned being able to read the situation for sure. And then um, a big one that is obvious, but I, I don't know if I really think think about it that often honestly is you got to know so much music because it can't just be the music that you personally like I think is kind of what uh I wouldn't have thought of because I would be like okay I like this music and I'm gonna apply it to every situation (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you gotta be able to pull from everyone's tastes right yes and that is that is difficult but not probably as difficult for me as some because I do like such a wide range. Like mm-hmm. I show up at the function and bust a country song out or seven people mm-hmm. are like, now, wait a minute. Right. Now, wait a minute. I was not expecting that out of that one. 
Yeah. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, definitely. So yeah, you do. You have to. You'd have to know what's going on currently as well. That's another hard part. Um, because I, like I told you, I am an '80s, '90s, 2000s head. I love it. I think that's the best music that was ever put out. But you know, these youngins want to hear these new little bops that are out, and I'm like. Mm. All right. <laughs> but then you got to stay current because that's the thing about music now. It's like what was hot three weeks ago. And people are like, oh, that was so three weeks ago. I'm like, dang, the song didn't make it three weeks and it's not a Bob Penny Four. Clearly, it was a good song. At the last wedding I did three weekends ago, 17. Y'all, Old Town Road. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how many songs Lifetime? I mean, how many times Lifetime do you think you've heard that song? All Town Road. Mm-hmm. Literally, there was one night where it got requested nine times. <laughs> <laughs> and the other two girls were with me as my as my witness. And finally, I said, y'all, I have played that eight times. And the last time, I let it run twice. <laughs> this song has, has to die. And you know what it did? It died and died hard because people played it to death. But it was one of those songs, I will say, that went, worked for the kids' events, the family mm-hmm. events, as well as, like, the uh, adult weddings. Yep. Like, everybody wanted to hear Old Town Road. And the bad thing about it, y'all, is it's 2 minutes and 15 seconds. That's nothing. <laughs> Yeah. So it's easy to yeah. miss. I mean, if you run to the bar, <laughs> it's gone by the time you came back. And everybody's like, I was in the bathroom. Please play it again. <laughs> I'm like, that is a major no-no is to play a song twice in one night. Unless the bride, and I'm going to tell you some bride and groom, they run the night. The bride and groom run the night. They could come up and ask for anything. And I'll be like, <clears throat> here's what we got for the bride. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It could be the worst, it could be the worst song ever. I'm gonna let y'all know the bride said she wanted to hear it for the bride. Right. But you'll be clear; it. it's got the bride's name on it. Damn, <laughs> this is not a bop. So off, off the top of your head, is there a situation that you remember where you were like, "All right, I got these next five lined up. This is gonna be great," and then you got a request and you were like, "Oh, this is wrong." <laughs> I but all right. Song, yeah, I can't think of the song, but it's all the time. And I'm like, you want that right now? Yeah, I could. <laughs> right now, like, people are twerking their hands on knees, and you want the way you look tonight right now. <laughs> I mean, I had a slow section coming, but it's just, I don't have that right now. That work. <laughs> You, um, are, you are the bride. You get what you want. I told you that in the contract, didn't I? But um, <laughs> yes, it rarely happens. Most people just say, "Do your thing," and I'm lucky to, to be able to like have people say, "Look, you just do you." Like I got one coming up in October, and I said, "Y'all didn't really put much on the on the uh, playlist," and they're like, "Because uh, we just want you to do your thing. We've heard you. We're not. We just want you to do you." I'm like, "Okay." That works too. So, I get lucky, but it, it does happen. I can't. I can't think of the actual. I know the song was the way you look tonight, and I know 
we were at like, put your hands on your knees and arch your back. I was like, oh, <laughs> he just got here. <laughs> he just got here. Oh, I'll tell you another situation that happens every now and then. Um, you'll be told to not play line dances. Hmm. And it's happened like five times where people go, no line dances. And what do you think people ask me for all night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... I eventually have to say, look, you don't understand how wedding go. <laughs> Lion dances are what it is, okay? That's when your grandma's gonna get up. That's when your aunt's gonna get up. That's when everybody's gonna get up. You have to have line. And I try to stay on course. Sometimes I get away without playing any, but when you know your 50-year-old aunt gets up and says, when are you gonna play Keep the Shuffle? I was just talking to a friend last night uh, it was a couple that got married like a month ago, and she was telling me that he had specifically said, we're not doing Cupid Shuffle. And she said, sure thing, whatever you want. But she had already finalized the list with the DJ and just didn't tell him. You have to do it. Well, and like for, for me, I, dancing's fine, but I would just as happily put on like a Nora Jones album and just sit there and listen to it and not have any motivation to dance whatsoever, which I don't know if you looked at our list, but there's a lot of Nora Jones and Jack Johnson on there that I knew going in. And I, huh? you're right. And I put it all in the dinner part. It happened. I made sure it happened. But, but I knew like, no, 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 no. This is not a dancing song. This is a song I want to hear, but it's not a dancing song. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you for knowing that much. Sometimes, huh. Well, I, I mean. Like that in, the, in the midst of a crowded dance floor. You know. So, and you know what? There was another man at your wedding who asked for something that I knew nobody would know. And I told him, I said, it's going to happen. And it's going to be the way I close the night out. He was so was it? Uh, it was probably Austin because he wanted to dance to Brandy, You're a Fine Girl uh, at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. That one. And then the there was one more because I was a there's a it's an older man and he wanted to hear a John Mellencamp song. And I was like, woo. <laughs> Give me a second. But it's going to happen. <laughs> I'll tell you if it's not going to happen. I've become to the point where like, ah, that's probably not going to happen. But he was so sweet. And he just sat there so patiently waiting on his song. So as I was breaking down, I made sure to play that for him. And he was so happy. But it was not going to happen exactly when he asked for it. <laughs> it was one of those B-side, C-side, C-side John Mellencamp songs that, I mean, you had to love that man to know that one. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be like related. <laughs> but uh, it it all worked out. It all worked out. So yes, those situations do come up. So speaking of like deep tracks on certain artists, is there anybody in your like thirty thousand songs that you have like deep tracks that you're like, you know what? Nobody's gonna know this, but they're gonna know it after tonight. That you're like. I'm going to play this anyways, or is it still trying to like, okay. No. What are... You know what? I do that with Prince. Okay. I feel like Prince is safe enough, and he has, like, I'm a diehard Prince fan. Like, I know every album, every song, and I will go deep with Prince 
because he has that familiar voice. So people know it's him, but they may not know that particular song. The same thing I do in my spin class. Um, uh, all during spin, I ask people who sings this. And of course they're like, oh. So, you know, I'm teaching them, <laughs> I'm teaching them through the class. I like to ask them when they're like dying too. I'll say, you can get out of this next seated hill if you know who sings this song. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, Josh, buddy, here we go. And see it is. But um, they're learning through that. Like, okay, this is the prince your mama had you listening to. <laughs> but this is the prince that we listen to. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is how I woke up on Saturday morning to clean the house. So would general music or fine arts appreciation classes be more effective combined with spin classes? Is that what you're suggesting that if there was always like a threat of physical like exertion <laughs> right behind every question <laughs> that it would be more effective? It would work. It would work for me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you if you tried to teach me something and then the next time you asked, I had to like work harder because I didn't know it the first time. Oh, the next time that theory came up, I would have it. Have it. I would go from nobody to Beethoven in like a month. Trust me, immersion <laughs> is the key to me to to learning something. <laughs> I have learned that about myself. Gee, but um, but yeah, but you also here's a different here's the other aspect of me per se is that I don't look like a lot of people in the room of these places I'm DJing. Ninety eight percent of the time, I'm just gonna keep it real. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, um, so you kind of have to reach um, a little bit as far as um, you got to keep it simple enough, but you also got to like challenge them a little bit, if that makes sense. Because yeah. here's the thing about some, some dance floors, if they don't know a song, they disappear. And I don't mm -hmm. really particularly like that because that means that you don't love music. I don't care if I know a song, I wanna know it. If I, especially if I don't know it, I wanna know it. Like, mm -hmm. what is this? But some people like, there are some weddings like, cha-cha slide. And then you play Dua Lipa. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the other? line dance everybody knows the and then shuffle or... you know but so you i also have to read that too because then that lets me know okay this crowd is a little more on the simpler a side <laughs> this, there, there mm -hmm. should be a side there's no b side happening tonight <laughs> there's no b side <laughs> happening and please god there's no c side so we just gotta keep it, we just gotta keep it a little a side-ish tonight and that's fine. That's fine. But I, I I can pick that up right away. With your wedding, golly, Seth, <laughs> I was throwing out. Like I said, I was throwing out all kind of stuff. And I always had people on the floor. They're music lovers. I can tell everybody was like musically inclined. They were music lovers. And it really helps. When you play a festival, when you play festivals, do you think everybody's going to know every song? No. But they're just, they're just there. They're just mm -hmm. in it. They don't yeah. care. As long as they have a good beat, they're down for it. Right. So that's that's another thing you have to read too. 
um, when it comes to DJing. Um, is, and I, I'm talking about weddings a lot because I do weddings a lot, but there's also situations where like I'm just at a venue playing music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love to play house music and EDM. That's like, that's kind of my baby. Yeah. That's kind of my baby. And if people know that that's what's about to happen, those people don't need the floor. They don't need right. the floor. They don't care if they've never heard it before in their lives. As long as you have the beat in the background, they're down. They're in the whole four, three or four hours. They're just like, oh, God, you have more of that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever um, that is. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, like, what are some of your? I know, you, I know, you talk about like just music that you like or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what are some of your inspirations, or like, what do you take? What do you take influence? Or, I got that backwards. What are some of your influences? What do you take inspiration from, either professionally or just musically or any of those things? Hmm. Ooh, since I have such a wide genre. Hmm. I mean, are there like other DJs that you that you listen to and look to sort of the things that they do? Um, or not do? Well, yeah, or, to, or not? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> Diplo is one of my favorite DJs. You don't okay. know Diplo? Yeah. Okay. What I like about him is he travels around and he listens to what's going on where he is. And I'm kind of the same way, like. Uh, if we go to, like when we went to the Dominican Republic, there's a sound there. When we went to, we just left New Orleans and and um, Biloxi area. I've heard there's some yeah. music in New Orleans. There's a sound there. And I was like, you can't sit in, in anywhere in Memphis and hear, because we went to a restaurant and it was very Zydeco, Cajun-y type music. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, this does not happen happen where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I like this change. And so I kind of collected a couple of those songs, whether I use the beat of them or a little bit of like a sample from one of them, I'm going to use that later on. Yeah. Um, As far as like, you know, I feel like I'm in the wrong country sometimes because whenever we travel overseas, house and EDM is it. Mm. It's it. And I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm out in like public and <laughs> it's happening. And I'm just at lunch. And I'm like, how do we not play this? Why do we not play this at our Panera? Why do we not play this where I'm from? Because it's a whole different sound. So I just pick up on different stuff where I am. And so then you come to Memphis and like hip hop runs Memphis. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big rap hip hop person. I can do it, but I hate that it is kind of our sound and Atlanta too. Atlanta's sound is trap music, rap music, and it's very like it's at your brunch. <laughs> so I don't really, I, I, I can't say that I gain anything from going to Atlanta other than some culture. It's very cultural there. But like the music wise, I didn't pick anything up there. But some places I go, I pick things up. Um, we were somewhere else, and it was all like that that uh, Kygo type house music. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. It, I really Kygo like Kygo has a sound, and it sounds like tropical house. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so this is what y'all do here. It's it's tropical house music. 
So as far as influences, I know that didn't really tell you about DJ influences, but I like the way Diplo traveled and you can hear in his next song where he's been, if that makes sense. His last album, I, well, the album before his last, I think he was over in South Africa for a while. So he had a lot of African drums in every song, okay? So <laughs> And then his latest album, I think he's sometime down south, so he played around with a little country EDM song, which hmm. is a jam. So I was gonna. I wanted to tell you about an experience that I had with a wedding DJ, and wanted to get your opinion on it. Oh gosh! <laughs> just, just a strictly professional, just you know, just sort of speaking from the industry, sort of deal. Okay. Uh, I went to a wedding, and I noticed over uh, on their computer they just had Pandora open. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, what? They just had like Pandora, the website. Pandora, they just had that open on their computer, plugged into the speakers. You're kidding, right? Uh, it was the Coldplay channel, so we got a bunch of Coldplay songs, but then a bunch of songs that weren't Coldplay also. Um, and how and then, did that go for y'all? <laughs> well, it was fine until later on an ad ran during the reception. <laughs> I almost went and asked the guy, like, do you want my Spotify login? Like, are you hurting that bad? Like... <laughs> You're gonna have to give me a minute on this one. <laughs> this is someone they hired, cause man, I I don't I know. Do it wasn't it wasn't my friends. It was it was okay. I was a, I was the plus one to this wedding, but oh my god, I was shocked. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> oh. That was just that's the worst DJ I've ever heard. That's all. That's <laughs> oh, first of all. PSA, don't get a budget wedding DJ, okay? <laughs> if They probably threw that man $150, I hope. And they got $150 worth of DJ, okay? He came, he brought some speakers, and he set up, and he, 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 he played Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you what else I learned that night in Flowwood. It's Flowood, right? Uh, we were in Brandon proper at that point, but there's it's it's kind of like Memphis where you have downtown Memphis and then you have a whole bunch of stuff right around it that's like the okay. suburbs that all got different names. So okay. okay, well, some individuals and I won't call any names, but they were like, "We do this for a living," and we have seen many DJs come in and we've never seen anybody do what you just did. And I was like, "Well, what did I do?" And he said, well, most times they just have a laptop. And I'm not going to knock laptop GJs, okay? Because they just sit and they just push play on songs. Kind of like, you know, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock it. Um, because everybody has a different budget. If that's all you need and that's all you can, you can do, then do that. Somebody, another guy said, a guy literally was on his phone the whole time. He set up his big facade in front of him and put up some lights. And he said, I walked around to ask him if he needed anything. And he said, I just saw him scrolling through Spotify, like, add to queue, add to queue. And I was like, (laughs) what (laughs) is happening? I'm working too hard. I just want to figure it out that night. I'm working too hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, you telling me 
that just hurts my heart even more because it's, it can be nothing situational. It, it, you literally just, I mean, I don't even play all of a song sometimes. You, I'm ready to get to the next one, but I, I just, I am thrown so far away by what you just told me with this. this I didn't mean, I didn't mean it to be that disturbing, but I understand. It is. It, yeah. but it is disturbing. <laughs> I forgot what the original question was. You just. I, well, I was just giving you a setup just to tell the story. I was loading and I can't know anymore and you just snuck <laughs> up the Now I'm at 99% capacity. I was like three years ago and it's just stuck with me. They should. That should yeah. keep with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Tell that story to everybody, okay? I really would like to know what that man was paid, if at all. He owes those people a refund. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everything else was nice. It was just that. that kind of thing is going on out there. <laughs> yeah, right. but I mean, it, whether it's DJing, whether it's like symphony performances or whatever you have somebody all the time that doesn't know what they're doing and they're getting away with it you know at some point the like top will you know rise, rise above yes <laughs> yes gonna... like this one dj told me he said just fake it till you make it and i was like oh, make it till i make it <laughs> and he was like the man at the time and i was i, I mean like i was just starting he was like, oh, yeah, you just fake it till you make it. I was like, I will not. I will not. Fake it till I make it. I don't even know what that means, you know? No, it's, everything has to be, like, 99.7% perfect. I'll leave 0.3 for mistakes, but uh-uh. We're not faking anything till we make it. Wow. But there are some people that go into this whole industry with nothing but money on their mind. Like, man, you make a lot of money in a short time. And I've never been like that. I've never even, like, that has, that's so far removed from why, from what I want to do. Like, I really just want to be there playing music. That's really what I want to do. And I like the challenge of different situations. I like the challenge of, and some people just don't want to work that hard. I get that. It's not in everybody's DNA. But I love every challenge of every event that I do. I really do. So, Shouts out to you, Spotify, Pandora, DJ, <laughs> that are faking it till you make it, but your girl can't come with you, okay? Mm-hmm. As Seth said, the, the cream will rise. Um, <laughs> on, on your controllers, do you use the, the turntables a lot? Good question. Because the and only I, thing I know about, the only thing I know about like DJ <laughs> controllers... <laughs> Yeah, well, I, like I, I'm into like a lot of hip hop and stuff, and so like I've, the only thing I know about turntables is like the old school sampling stuff, where you'd actually have to put the records on and then keep track yeah. of where your breaks were and everything. So like, right. is that is that something you? Sort um, of- I'll be honest with you, I I'm not a very scratchy DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get so annoyed with DJs scratching mm-hmm. because I'm like, will you please let my song just play, or would you? get out for a second like stop we we know you have the ability <laughs> but you're messing up the song and uh it, i'm not gonna say it's, it does sound good with hip-hop it does sound good with mm-hmm. rap to scratch in yeah but it's not necessary mm-hmm. it's just not necessary and i'm all about i rather pick the the right song make it sound good and just bring it in with a hot cue a different way 
than to scratch all the time. And sometimes I think DJs just want to just be doing something. So they just have to scratch. <laughs> yeah. They just need to be doing something. Like they don't know how to enjoy the song that's playing. They just, I got to do something with my hands, kind of like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so I use the turntable a lot of times to like, just bag the song up or speed it up to get it exactly where I need it. Cause that's what it does. You, you roll right. it to the right, it's going to take you further down the song. You roll it to the left, it's going to take you back in a song. Right. And so if there's a little part that I'm trying to catch, then I just kind of bag it up, let it go, bag it up, let it go. And then I finally slide the fader over to where you can hear it. And then the next thing you know, now that song is playing exactly where I want it to. Yeah, you use the turntables to fade between tracks though? Not to fade, just to pick that certain perfect area of the next song on that right. side. Yeah. So, so instead of the, a hot the, cue, the fader thing in the middle, it's the same. That, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's a hot right. cue. Yeah. But but instead of having it like queued up, it's mm-hmm. more of a in the moment you go find yeah. that spot. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. That's yeah, that's, that's sort of what I meant. Yeah. yeah. When that's you're the finding it, do you have like A side and B side loaded up, and you're listening to the B side to find that moment while the A side is playing, or how does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exactly right. That's what the headphone thing is all about. Yeah, that's what that's the what's always, is all about. That's what blows my mind. You're listening to this song over here while this song is playing, and you want to. You're eventually your faders on the A, which is the left, and then you're going to get ready to go to the B, which is the right. And like you said, you're just fading, and I slow. I slowly fade. I slowly give it volume, and then I'm on the other side. Now, I will say this: as I've gotten better. I try to practice without my headphones a lot and just read the wave patterns. That's a whole whole other animal right there. But I am at least working on it more and I can do it. Like, of course, any DJ is going to freak out if they don't have their headphones. But there have been situations where I, I didn't have mine or I was waiting on somebody to bring me some. So I just had to make it work. So at the top of the screen, there's blue and red. And they're wave patterns. And they're moving kind of the same way. And at the peaks, they go apart. Yeah, you can see where the beats are. I know y'all can see my hand, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you can see where the beat is. And so I'm having to make them match just by looking at them. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, and you see people doing that when they're like at home mixing like their own beats and stuff, but doing that in the moment with people listening is wild. Man. That sounds crazy. Like so much pressure. <laughs> Talk about it. I've said that P word a million times. Pressure. I mean, it sounds very high pressure. That's... It, 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 it can be. It can be. But I've gotten better at just being able to just look at it and say, this is the perfect. Plus, plus knowing the song helps too. Mm-hmm. Knowing the song right. helps. Mm-hmm. So if I can't hear what's going on over there, if I just know that song and I'm like, this would probably be a good place right here. <laughs> and then, oh, I messed up. I messed up. Nobody heard that. Let me go back on the other side for a minute. Right here. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it it is a lot of pressure, but that's. I mean, yeah, the headphone helps a lot. So, a lot. is it is it ever odd to like I don't know having an ear uncovered and be listening and trying to like listen to what's going on in the computer and like there's something different happening outside because you haven't faded it yet 
Like, is that ever odd or you're just used to it? I'm just used to it at this point. Um, yeah, for the most part, it doesn't it doesn't bother me what's happening out there. Now, there are times when I'm set up next to other DJs. This is a fun thing to do. So <laughs> <laughs> one gig, it was two DJs there. And I said, let's go back and forth. I mean, why not? We got nothing up here for time, okay? So she was supposed to do the first half. I was supposed to do the second half, but they shortened the event. So there was an hour where we overlapped. And I said, let's just go back and forth. You do a song, I do a song, you do a song, I do a song, and I got to mix in with your song. Oh, it was awesome because even though our BPMs met up, I didn't have, like I was having to listen to her song and just get it perfectly in my other ear oh it was a good challenge it was a good challenge but um that's I mean, a good point about saying like you hear something else going on elsewhere and you're trying to come in with it that is a hard thing to do but it is very possible thanks to that headphone i mean that does sound like an mtv like show though it's <laughs> dj battles <laughs> and like all right you know you go challenge them we we would weed out the Pandora DJs real fast. We'd be like, all right, you match my song. <laughs> like, oh, no. There was a delay when your song came on. Oh. What what happened? It was an ad, ad ran. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's taking you so long? Come on, man. Pay for it if you're going to do that. That's the best story. Adam, that is the best story. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we've come around on it. <laughs> Man, that's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna be telling that to multiple people. Fantastic. I sit around, DJ sit around drinking. Like, let me tell you what this guy Adam told me, y'all. <laughs> for years, for years to come. But, <laughs> but yeah, that would be a fun show, and it is fun when we do that. It is. Um, is. We've talked about a couple different transition effects that you use, uh, whether it's the splice or just fade, like getting the beats right between them and just fading from one song to the next. Is there any other like transition effect that we haven't talked about? Let's see. Um, like if I told you, I like a hot cue. Um, there's also a button called in and out. And what I do there is if there's a little snippet of a song, let's see, Seth, pick a song, something like with a little bit of a beat, like a, a 124 BPM. Um, Nora, Nora Jones has nothing in one. No, no, no. I was, I was unfortunately <laughs> going to go Dave Matthews, Ants Marching. Um, that's a good one. I'm trying to think of the, what's the, how, how does the chorus start? Yeah, I, I would There's say. Like not, is there a chorus? In that yeah, thing? I was gonna say, <laughs> pinning down a chorus would be a hard <laughs> thing, and that's it's like one long verse that just keeps going. It's one long verse, but yeah. it's that little dun, da da dun, da da dun, dun dun. Stop. That's it. That's what I'm gonna take from that. So I'm gonna come in on the first dun, da 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 dun 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 out. So I'll take that little snippet right there, mm -hmm. and I will let that run on A side. Man, I wonder what the BPMs of that are. So I will take, so the point is, is I'm pushing in and out. So you'll know where I'm starting and where I'm coming out. 
and I will auto loop that, which okay. is basically what music is now. It's an auto, it's a loop. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I will loop that. That's a really good song. And I will take, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was nice. That was my high school days right there. Some DMB. Um, <laughs> I will loop that. And I'm trying to think on my head, top of my head of a song. No, 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 no. Soldier Boy would actually work with that. Ah! So <laughs> I would say that, and I would put soldier like just to blow a mind. This is this is for a mind blowing situation. This is a this uh -huh, is a face uh -huh. melt. Okay, I'm melting faces. <laughs> take that in and out loop, and I will put Soldier Boy with that, and it would work. It will work. And I know in your head right now it won't, but I will slow Soldier Boy down to the point where that and his voice coming in would work. Uh that that reminds me actually. Have you ever heard of uh Girl Talk? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you about a boy in his room with nothing else to do. Because uh -huh. he uh -huh. does <laughs> that kind of stuff. He yep. That's literally that's what it just that's what it just reminded me of. But you you saying the way you put those two two things yeah. together is like oh that's just what girl talk does exactly. for an hour at a time. Yeah. When I discovered girl talk, I died twice and came mm -hmm. back to life and was like yeah. there is nothing else better in this world. Nothing yeah. else. Better it's fantastic. I we uh I listen. I showed it to a friend of mine, and he listened to it for like twenty minutes. And just like tapped the entire time, and he's like, the beat hasn't changed at all in the last no. twenty minutes. Like the. No, yeah, yeah, that's pretty boy, good. He's a genius, but he's also got a lot of time. He can't have a full. He doesn't have an eight to five. There's no way he has a full time. <laughs> because that kind of that kind of mastery mm -hmm. takes all day, and I'm pretty sure he has a beat machine. Like a you've seen the beat machines with the different squares. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he's using instead because it's so, like he doesn't play anything long. It, the next thing happens fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's other things happening in the other things. So I think he's running, I want to say he's running off of like... Um, One of those drum machine pads and he has it queued up pads. to like each yeah. song is this. Yes, yeah, so he's got a, probably a huge one with a bunch of different samples in there. And it, it, he's great. That, that, did, that did remind you of him, what I said, because he and I, I feel him. I could, I can connect yeah. to him. <laughs> I really wish I could use some of his stuff, but he doesn't edit, you know. And it's only, it's like it was all one take. It wasn't yeah, like he could yeah. go back and do it again. It's all one take. He mm -hmm. pushed record, and he just went. Mm -hmm. And three days later, he was like done. Yeah. Now yeah. in audacity, but yeah, he's amazing. He really is. I'm yeah, so I'm glad that girl talk. That makes me my heart. So happy. <laughs> but I say girl talk to some people and they're like, we're not friends anymore. But anyway. I don't remember how I Oh, the one of one of their songs got used as like an outro track on a podcast that I listened to. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. So I went to so I went to find out who it was and I looked I listened to the whole album and I was amazed. Yes. He and yeah. what does he have? Like two albums, doesn't he? It might be two or three now, I'm not sure. Man, it's great. That's all I know. Cause it's great. And I think some. I think some EPs as well. Yeah, yeah. But he is a genius. I wish he'd put something new out. Mm -hmm. But I don't know where is he now. Should we do a where is he now? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like twenty. Wasn't that two thousand seven? 
2006 was Night Ripper, and 2008 was Feed the Animals. That's the one that I listened to the most. Yeah. Yeah, that's Uh, when I had a lot of time on my hands, and I didn't have a full-time job. That's when I discovered a -hmm. lot of... That was my Daft Punk era. That was my Punk era. Um, Yeah, I discovered a lot of... That that must have been my EDM head phase, because Mm -hmm. I was really like... I was nobody wanted to bump anything in the car with me because my friends couldn't relate. Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> this Snoop on. This is terrible. And I'm like, this is the future. <laughs> your own car. Uh, this it is looks the like future, he put people. out. It looks like he put out two singles last year, but no EPs or albums. See? And See? he did some production last year as well. We need to. He, we need to contact. Can y'all contact him? He got Probably an eight not. to five. That's the problem. I don't think That's the problem. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I got a kid, an eight to five. He got time for that anymore. <laughs> he can't be great anymore. That's what happens. He has no time to be great. I mean, it, um, or like a, oh, I wanted to say Danny Glover, but um, uh, but Donald Glover. There you go. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, he put out three albums and he was like, all right, done with that music yeah. career. Time to move on. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought you were doing well. You could continue, but <laughs> yeah, it's a choice, I too. I want to say he's just ADD, and he likes to just show off for a little bit. I think he likes to do a lot of stuff, yeah. He likes to get into a lot of stuff because he's got the shows. He put out the bomb albums, and now he's done. He's like, I showed y'all what I can do. I'm done. He got in on Star Wars. Like, what else is there to do? What else is there He to was do? in Spider-Man. He's bored. There you go. He's bored. He's bored. All of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I think I've got a fun outro question. Unless anybody had another question first. I think that was everything I wanted to talk ask about. So, Ad, in your opinion, what would be better, a DJ that is not a Pandora DJ that decided to become a producer? Or a producer that stopped that and became a DJ? I'm going to say a producer that became a DJ, and I'll tell you why. Dude that had the Pandora didn't know music. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't, have, he didn't have that brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was either full of sounds or songs or genres. He didn't have, that's why he needed the help of Pandora. Whereas somebody who's a producer already kind of, I call it seeing sounds, producers see sounds, you know, and Mm -hmm. they have to see them in order to make that happen on whatever software they're using. Like you got to be able to, like I tell people all the time, like I see stuff that y'all don't see. And they're like, "Ah!" I'm like, no, I see things (laughs) that y'all don't see when it comes to this DJing thing. Like just how like I I saw the ants marching and the soldier boy, mm-hmm. I see it. Like it's already happening. Like I'm probably gonna record it and send it to y'all just to show off. <laughs> so I see that. <laughs> so is, as somebody producing, I bet they would make the best DJ because they already have this mindset of just different sounds and what works together and what doesn't. I'm hoping. Well, <laughs> uh, a good producer. Well, I was gonna say, you know, the problem I think would be, what if you get somebody from like the Atlanta area that's only into trap, and it's like, <laughs> you you could be in a pickle if you go that way too. It's true. That yeah, that's is a good point. true. 
But you know, it, like if you're a DJ like you and you went into the producing thing, you already have all of Tons these of different, different things m- lined music, up, and you're like, okay, yeah. if you want to do a song like this, we should add in this sample because it's going to really change the song. Yeah, wow. so yeah. You just flip this whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> it was a it was yeah. a question yeah. with no right answer. <laughs> But, but that that is that that it, it was a question with no right answer. But um, I'm still gonna go with the producer becoming a DJ. Okay. And hopefully they will be open minded. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just hope they're open minded. I don't expect everybody, and this is what I tell everybody: I don't expect everybody to have this much music in their soul, in their body, as I do. Um, I, I feel like I put in the work as a from five to 25 years old for 20 years all i did was listen to music and i didn't care how wild it was i didn't care how different it was um i had a metalhead friend we bought metal i had a r&b friend a bunch of them we do that my mom woke us up every morning with certain music i got that in my pocket nora jones came out i thought she was the best thing that ever happened um, so I just never said no to anything. I just all let it all come in and you got to be willing to, to let it all come in first. Got some country friends. Hey, bump the country. I don't care. Sit on your trailer hitch and pop of whatever they say in the phone. So yeah, I will do, I will, I don't have any, there's nothing, there's nowhere I won't go. And I think you have to be willing to have that open mind before you can be a bit good producer for sure. Mm-hmm. And also an even better DJ. You just got to have an open mind. And like you said, I'm just going to play my favorite song. Libby said, I'm just going to play what I like. That'd be me. <laughs> and y'all better get into it or get out of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm on a big Britney kick right now. A Britney Spears kick. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. I'm like, what, what do y'all want to hear? Trap? My loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm get to the trap part in a minute. I'm going to put a little beat behind it. But we're, gonna, we're trying to free this woman. Y'all not going to let her just be in that strong house trap. <laughs> oh, but anyway, but yeah. So you just got to have an open mind. I try to tell this to everybody. Got to have an open mind. We got an eight-year-old running around the house. He's open-minded. He listens to everything we listen to. He never complains. And it's like these people say, my kids get in my car and they turn the radio station. And I just look at him like, that's an option? No, that's not an option in here. If I'm listening to Al Green, you're going to rock with me. If I'm listening to DMB, you're going to rock with me. We don't touch the radio in this car. <laughs> okay, they need to have a button on it to touch because it's in the steering wheel. One controller here. <laughs> so yes, open minds, people. All right. Well, thank you, Ad, so much for chatting with us, yeah, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Ad, where can people find you at? In Memphis, for the most part, but for the love, people I love, I will travel. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Like Seth, but uh, <laughs> honestly, right now I'm just going to be straight up with you. Uh, the weddings have taken the rest of. I'm booked from July 31st to January 1st with weddings. Wow. 
Um, well, yeah, but even if they didn't want to like bookie for DJing to like reach out Facebook or oh, Twitter or something. That thing. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say there's a place. Not, to not street addresses, you know. Okay. All right. Cause I can be found at no, but I was going to say every now and then I play at this place called zebra lounge in Memphis, which is a piano bar. It's a piano cool. bar. It's, it's laid back. It's do, 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 do. You give him a song he sings it. And because uh, I don't like nightclubs, I don't like nightclubs, I don't like nightclubs. I will only play weird places like Zebra Lounge. Every now and then they let me come in and just get it out. Okay, so that's the where you can be found. But other than that, DJ AD nine hundred one on Instagram, on Facebook, AD Davis on Facebook, but Instagram DJ AD nine hundred one is where I mostly am and where I communicate the most with people because I like the gram. Not on Snapchat, not on Twitter. Don't want to hear your opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the gram, you know, good memes, good stories. That's about it. Awesome. It's awesome. Thanks so yes. much for talking to us. Yeah, it's really been great. Cool.